0: We will bring deliverance to your life. Mm-hmm. I declare whatever that was dying in your body system we will restore restored in Jesus' name. Amen. The Bible says in the book of Job, chapter 22, verse 29, when men are cast down, thou shalt say, thou shalt declare, Thou shalt proclaim there is a lifting up, and he shall save the humble person. When people complain, people are terrifying when people are fearful of coronavirus pandemic. You shall declare there is healing, you will declare there is deliverance. There is safety for me and my family, in the name of Jesus. Father, in heaven, we lift up our voice in thanksgiving for this special moment, this special day, a day that the Lord has set aside for us to rejoice, to celebrate the resurrection of his son, Jesus Christ. Lord, we lift up our voice in thanksgiving and in praise. We worship you, God. We magnify your name. We give you all the glory. Lord, speak to us today. And bless your children. Mm -hmm. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. And amen. 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 Uh, this morning, we are going to be looking into the scripture from the book of John, chapter 16. Gospel of John, chapter 16. And now we are going to be reading from verse 7. Here the Bible says, Never delay, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I go away, For if I do not go away, the helper, the helper, if I go away, the helper will not come. But if I go away, the helper, which is your partner, your co worker, your assistant, will not come to you. If I don't go away, This helper, this partner that you have, you are comforter. The one that will assist you will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. Because you need him to guide you. Jesus said, if I go away, the helper, the comforter, the Holy Spirit, I will send him to you. So this morning we are going to be talking about what is the place of the Holy Spirit in time of crisis. What is the place of the Holy Spirit in this time of adversity, in this terrible time, this time that Everybody is afraid of what is going to happen, who is going to die, who is going to contact the virus. What is the place of the Holy Spirit in the life of believers? What is the place? Where do you put the Holy Spirit? Where is the Holy Spirit at this time? The fact is that we need Him. To guide us. You need him in your life to teach you, to empower, to give you direction in your joining on earth. Jesus said, if I don't go, this Holy Spirit will not come. You will not have something to direct you, nothing to guide you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And then he will come and teach you. He will be your guidance. He will be your counselor. He will be your advisor. He will bring everything into your remembrance. So we need the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. So you ask yourself a question. Where is the Holy Spirit at this time of adversity? The mission of the Holy Spirit is to make life, the life of the believers, meaningful. Life of believers, successful, impactful, and profitable. The Holy Ghost made our redemption valuable. He made our redemption meaningful while we are on earth. That we don't just occupy the space on earth, but we live meaningful life, impactful life. He says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, curse is everyone that hangs on the tree, that the blessings of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Galatians chapter 3, verse 13 to 14. You know when someone is operating under a curse, his or her life does not attract any good thing, any meaningful thing. It might not even be useful to the family, Mm -hmm. neither the community or society. This is why Jesus Christ redeemed you and me, to make us useful for himself, to make us useful for the kingdom. Redemption was made to keep you away from the wrath of God. Christ has redeemed us. He has redeemed us from the curse of the law to live a victorious life. He has redeemed us from the curse of the law to take away untimely death from us. He has redeemed us from the law to stop his wrath from coming upon us. Revelation chapter 7 verse 2. John says, Then I saw another angel ascending from the east, having the seal of the living God, and he cried with a loud voice to the four angels to whom it was granted to harm the earth and the sea, saying, Do not harm the earth, the sea, or the trees, till we have sealed the servants of God on the forehead. If I were you, I would underline that place. Do not harm the earth. Do not hurt the earth. Spare the sea. Spare the trees. Till we, have, till we have sealed the servants of God on their forehead. Until we give them a mark of identification. So that when the wrath of God will come. The wrath of God will come upon the earth. His servants, his children will be separated. And I had the number of those who were sealed. 144,000 of every tribe. Of every tribe, 144,000. So you belong to that tribe that was healed. Somebody say Amen. 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 So here we understand that the Lord, Jesus Christ, is our comforter. He's 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 the one, he, He gave us the Holy Spirit. So that we live a meaningful life on earth, nothing can just jump into your life and destroy you, nothing can just jump into the earth and take you away. He said, Do not harm anything on earth, not until hold a breath until we seal the servants of God, the children of God on the forehead before you can harm the earth. So my God will deliver. He will protect and He will save your life from this pleasant plague, from this pleasant present calamities or disasters. God will heal you. He will deliver you. He will save you. Not only you, He will save the life of your family in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Jeremiah chapter 30, verse 23. Here the Bible says, Behold, the wild winds of the Lord goes forth with fury. A continuing wild wind, it will fall violently on the head of the wicked. The wild winds of the Lord goes out violently. It will fall on the head of the wicked. It cannot fall upon your head. So here we understand that from the very beginning, in Genesis chapter 1, verse 2, the Spirit of the Lord played a role in creation of the universe. The Spirit also revealed our fallen nature and our redemption. It revealed our fallen nature and our redemption. So, without the Spirit of God, we cannot understand the plan of redemption. It is the Holy Spirit that draws us to salvation so we can make a choice for eternity. It is the Holy Spirit that draws us. So, it is important. That is why Jesus said, Nevertheless, I have to let you know that if I don't go away, the Holy Spirit will not come. Mm-hmm. You need Him. This is the time that we should desire Him even more. Hear what Isaiah describes our condition without the Holy Spirit or without the Spirit of God. He says, we group like the blind along a wall, feeling our way like people without eyes. Even at brightest known time, we stumble as though it was dark. Among the living, we stumble as if we're dark. Even at the daylight. Without the Holy Spirit, you can fall. some blank fall. Anything can happen. The enemy step in at any time. Whenever the enemy strikes, you will be the first one for him to celebrate with. And that's why I'm telling you that we most desire the Holy Spirit. What is the place of the Holy Spirit at this time? We must desire him more than before. We need him. We need him for our strength. We need him for our power. We need him to help us. It says in that scripture, Isaiah 59, verse 10, we group like blind along a wall. Feeling our way like people without eyes. People without eyes. So we see a dead man is desolate. He's in a desolate place. And two things happen. Two things happen to a dead man. One, he is dead. Number two, he is desolate. In a desolate place. Unreachable region. This is our condition when the Holy Spirit is out of our life. When the Holy Spirit is out of your life, this will be your condition. You will move like a a man that is blind, that you have no way. You don't have direction. So we need the Holy Spirit to guide us. The place of the Holy Spirit is to teach us. Give us direction. Show us what to do. It will empower you, strengthen you. You have desire to study the word of God. You will have the desire to read the Bible. You have the desire to pray. You have the desire to, to have fellowship with God. Other, otherwise, you feel reluctant. When men are praying, you are feeling tired. You have the desire of other things. Not the desire of the Holy Spirit. Look at what he says in the epistles of James chapter 2, verse 26. He said, The body without the Spirit is dead. So Christianity without the Holy Spirit is dead. The body without the Holy Spirit is dead. Epistle of James chapter 2, verse 26. Christianity without the Holy Spirit is meaningless. In fact, it's it's nothing just like a a, a spiritual or or, or religious prostration. The Holy Spirit is the key. Body Christianity without the Holy Spirit is meaningless, valueless. It's just like the body without the Spirit is dead. When the body does not breathe in and out, that is over. It's dead. So you can't live without the Holy Spirit. You can't succeed without the Holy Spirit. If you are going to escape the terrible things that are about to take place in this world, you need the Holy Spirit. Redemption without the Holy Spirit is nothing but religious practice and frustration. We need the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. Is our comforter. The word comforter means helper. And that's what the Bible says in the book of John, Gospel of John, 16 7, or 16, 7 to 8. It will help you in the time of trouble. This time of adversity, you need him to empower you. You need the Holy Spirit to strengthen you, to guide you. The reason why so many people are even dying without the actual death is a fear, is a spirit of fear. The Bible describes fear as a spirit. It said, God has not given you the spirit of what? Fear. So fear is a spirit. And what can take charge of the spirit of fear is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, the spirit of fear will bow to the Holy Spirit. So, if you don't have the Holy Spirit, you have the spirit of fear. There are two things either you will have the Holy Spirit or you have the spirit of fear. So, in the absence of the Holy Spirit in your life, you live a fearful life. God has not given us the spirit of fear, but the spirit of love. The spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. That is the spirit that you have. And Jesus said in the book of John, chapter 6, verse 63, Jesus said, it is the spirit that quickened. The flesh profited nothing. The flesh has no place to grow. The spirit profited nothing. It is the spirit that quickened. So He quickens our bodies. The Spirit of God quickens our minds. He empowers our spirit, energizes our faith. That when we stand and declare, we believe what we declare. When we pray, we believe what we pray. We don't just pray and follow people to say something that we don't believe what we are praying. We don't believe that it's going to work. You step out of this place, you begin to describe the situation, what is going on, what is going on yesterday, what was going on yesterday, and what is going on today. I, I, I'm so fearful. I don't know whether it's going to be my turn. That is the absence of the Holy Spirit. That when the Holy Spirit is in you, you are as bold as lions. You cannot be moved. So without him, your life is totally helpless. Here it is in the book of Luke. You see, we're talking about Jesus Christ. We talk about Jesus Christ, that Jesus Christ, while he was on earth, without the Spirit of God, his life was meaningless. Somebody will ask me, why do you say that? And I'm saying that because there is a proof in the scripture. If you go to the scripture in the book of Luke, chapter 4, verse 18, when Jesus discovered the spirit in him, when the spirit of God came upon him, he ran out of the father's house. He ran out of the father's house. He says, he says in John chapter, I mean, the Gospel of Luke chapter 4, verse number 18, chapter 4, verse, the spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to preach the good news. Now, if you look at that, you ask yourself, why was it that Jesus did not have the spirit of God all this time that he was preaching? When, once you discover the Holy Spirit inside of you, I tell you, you cannot be afraid of anything. Jesus discovered the Spirit of God is upon me because he has called me, he has chosen me, he has empowered me to preach the gospel. So he went out with boldness He went out with power. He went out with authority. He has the power to command demons after he discovered what was given to him, what was upon his head. When he discovered it, he went out. And whenever demons were looking at him, they were afraid, they were running away. Nothing can make him afraid or fearful anymore. So he discovered. He saw it. He said, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Because he has empowering me to preach this gospel. That all this one, he was there with the father. In the family house. And when he discovered it, nothing can stop him. Nothing will stop you this time. You will move out with power, with that authority that God has given you. There is no longer fear in you because the Bible says fear is a torment. It's tormenting you. When you are
1: fearful,
0: when you live a life of fear, it will be tormenting your inner mind. But I thank God that the power of the Holy Spirit is going to deliver you in the name of Jesus. Now, let us look at the apostles. Amen. The apostles were hiding. They were hiding until the Holy Spirit came upon them. All this time, they said the apostles, they were hiding. When they heard about that, Jesus was arrested and was taken to, to, to the Jews. All of them ran away and hide somewhere. And look at what happened in the book of Luke chapter, John, Gospel chapter verse. 19 to 20. On the evening of the first day, John Cospel, Gospel of John 20, verse 19 through 20. Look at what it says. On the evening of that first day of the week, the first day of the week. Remember what happened on that first day of the week? The Bible says, when the disciples were together with the door locked for fear of the Jews' leaders, Jesus now has been captured. Every judgment has been given to him. The disciple ran into the house and locked the door. I don't know where it was, iron door, but I know that door was very, very strong. <laughs> they locked the door. The Bible said they were afraid of the Jewish leader. And Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. That is, Jesus appeared unto them. And they saw him. Immediately, Jesus said, Peace be with you. They were, they began to recover. Immediately, their eyes were open. So, all this while we're living in fear, look at where we were. So they opened the door. They made the door wide open. Let them come now. If they come now, we have the power. Then all this while, they were fearful. And after he said this, he showed them his hand. And sighed. So the disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. They were happy. The Lord Delivered them, it took away the spirit of fear. So when they went out, they were exploded. I pray that the spirit of God, of the Lord God, upon you today will cast away every spirit of fear and torment in your life in the name of Jesus. So we need to desire an encounter with the Holy Spirit. We need the presence of the Holy Spirit. We need Him much as before. We need the presence of the Holy Spirit so that you'll be able to escape this terrible time, this difficult time, this time of adversity, this time of trouble. We need the presence. Of the Holy Spirit. You need to desire Him more. You need to long for the Holy Spirit. You need Him to be your teacher. You need Him to be your counselor. Let us also consider the place of the blood of Jesus. What is the place of the blood of Jesus? In this time of adversity, what is the place? What role does the blood of Jesus play in your life, in my life, this time? What is the place of the blood of Jesus? We understand in the book of Luke, chapter 22, verse 20. Jesus Christ constituted the Lord's Supper. At the Last Supper. So, for New Testament believer, the Lord's Supper signifies the power of Jesus, the glory of Jesus, the indwelling power of the Holy Spirit. He said in verse twenty, and likewise the cup after he had hidden, saying, this cup that is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. This cup that is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. So our Lord Jesus Christ became our Passover lamb He is our Passover lamb. So when we eat the blood, or when we drink the blood of Jesus, the flesh of the Son of Man, we are delivered from the bondage of the enemy, the spirit of fear. Jesus is our Passover lamb. That deliver us from bondage, bondage of sin. Deliver us from sickness and diseases. The Lord's supper is very important. It's not common to, to It's not just like love feast or marriage reception. The believers in Christ Jesus discern the Lord body during the participation of the Lord's Supper so when you take part of the Lord's Supper you deserve the Lord's body first Corinthians chapter 11 verse 29 so we recognize that the emblem the bread the juice that you're going to partake or you're going to drink the bread that you're going to eat, is the presence represents or symbolizes the Lord's broken body. And His blood that was shed for you and me. That bread that is there with you, that juice, that is there that you're going to use this morning is a symbol of the broken body of the Lord Jesus Christ. That is what it is. Jesus said, I am the living bread. He introduced himself as the living bread. John chapter 6, verse 51 I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. I am the living bread. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh, and I will give for the life of the world. And look at verse 56 through 59 whoever eat my flesh and drink my blood remain in me. And King James Version says, whoever eat the bread and drink my blood dwelleth in me. So in the other words, when you take of the blood of Jesus, you partake of the blood of Jesus, you take the body of Christ, the bread, Christ comes inside of you. It dwells inside of you. So just looking at the picture, if you, if you have the spiritual understanding, see yourself that an invisible power, the principality of power, the head of the principalities of power, the only one that has power over the universe, it dwells in you. Who is he that will challenge you? Where is that devil of sickness from? Where is that virus from? What is that? Whatever the name may be has no power over you. Whoever eat my flesh and drinketh my blood remains in me and I in them. Just as the living Father sent me and I live because of the Father's soul, the one who feeds on me will live because of me. You are not alone. Somebody is not alone. Christ lives inside of you. You are with him. He is with you. So when you are taking a trip, you are traveling, you are going somewhere, he's going with you. Because he comes inside of you and lives there. He takes over your body system so whatever that has weakened your immune system, will bounce back. Your immune system will, be, will become so strong that we see every form of virus. That's why I was saying to you last Friday that we need spiritual understanding to understand the things of the spirit. So don't just take the flesh or the blood of Jesus just as an ordinary bread. Don't do it as an ordinary bread. Take it as the blood of Jesus. Eat it as you are eating the flesh of the Son of Man. Forget about whether it's what type of juice that you have. Whatever type of juice, whether you use bread, you use, is a symbol of the broken body of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. So we are going to. Look at this and say, Lord, we thank you because you have made us to understand your power. You have given us your spirit. You have touched our lives. You have delivered us. You have delivered our family, our children. This is not for any deliverers to be scared. Just believe God time. You don't have any problem. We pray for the world. We will continue to intercede and pray for God's intervention, that you have the most powerful insurance. Nothing can touch you. there no weapon fashioned against you. shall prosper. Any tongue that will rise up against you in judgment he says you will condemn it so he has given you a power and authority to condemn whatever that want to weaken your body system so that virus will have time to get in you know as you partake of this flesh and the blood of Jesus Christ I tell you nothing can distract your attention that spiritual eyes that 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 physical eyes that was blind will be opened That body system that was dying, every parasite in your body system that has been eating you, eating and drinking the blood inside of you, that parasite is dying now in the name of Jesus. You have to remember that the blood of the Lamb was posted on the top side of each door frame. As the signs of death had already taken place, the angels of death were going by, destroying the first song of Pharaoh. Exodus chapter 12, verse 1. And he said, when I see the blood, I will pass over. I will pass over. So that blood is in your body. You're going to drink it. You're going to put it in your system. And next time, we are going to have that blood on your forehead as a mark of identification. Say, henceforth, let no man trouble me. The devil has no power to trouble you. Because you have the blood of Jesus in you. Praise the Lord. I said, "Praise the Lord." Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Father in heaven, we thank you. Thank you for the word, and we thank you because the entrance of this word <laughs> gives understanding the the power of this world will show uh, usher in our spiritual understanding open our eyes and so lord we worship you we magnify your name we give you all the glory and honor for who you are in jesus mighty name we pray amen, amen. And amen, amen.